The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. There is a question that is asked of all of us runners at some point during our running journey. And we'll ask it to ourselves or someone will ask it to us. And it's a question that will make us get out of our comfort zone. That question is, what's next? When uh, Kara Wilson was asked that question, it pushed her out of her comfort zone and into an epic journey that would involve her friend and coach, Jen McMahon, along the way, entering this crazy world of ultramarathons, a journey that would be documented in the upcoming documentary called The Road to 50 Miles. My guests on this episode of The Adventure Jogger, friends that were asked what's next together and found a hell of an adventure along the way, Kara Wilson and Jen McMahon, welcome to The Adventure Jogger. Wow. Thank you. That was impressive. (laughs) You're hired. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading a little bit about the backstory. Uh, Kara, you you run your first marathon. And like what Mm -hmm. happens to so many of us, you know, you're basking in this incredible accomplishment of 26.2 miles. I don't know how, how, how long after that wonderful joy of I've got this. Did someone go, oh, that's great, Kara. What's next? Yeah. So that's exactly what happened to me. I went to a birthday party for my children and the guy at the party is like, oh, congratulations. All these people were like, congratulations. We just heard you did your marathon. What a great time, everything. And I'm like proud of myself. And I'm like, hmm, I can rest for a little bit. And he's like, well, what's next? And he starts listing all these races, Ironman, um, a faster marathon, or do you see we got noise in the back? No, we talked about this before we started recording. We're like, do you guys want to, do you want us to be inside? And I'm like, oh no, it's, it's ambiance. I don't hear a and thing. And now there's trucks. <laughs> of course, right? Of, of course it's that happens. happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's happened during filming all the time too. Okay. Anyway, well, they, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll keep pause, going. They'll pause, there's right? like a garbage truck right outside. <laughs> okay. So you're at the party. So I'm at the party. (laughs) This gentleman comes up to me and he's like, okay, what's next? And he starts listing all these races in Ironman, um, a Spartan race, all this stuff. And then he mentioned ultra. And I'm like, what's that? Yeah. He's like, it's it's when you run like 50 miles, 100 miles. And I said, what? People do that? That's crazy. And then I went home and I started Googling the information. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to run 50 miles. Kara. You need to get new friends because <laughs> well, like, you roll into a birthday party. You're, you're having cake. You know, you're enjoying. I'm enjoying my time. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this guy like, you know, uh, Kara, now that you've run a marathon, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next? What kind of what kind of friend is that? So so you hadn't heard about ultras at this point. No, you never. thought like 26.2. That's the farthest any sane human being would run. Right. You, you, you read about people dying at mile 24. Why would I go any further? I was so proud of myself. I finished 26.2. You know, I've often joked about there's some people in this world that believe that like 26.2 is the farthest in, you know, humanly possible endurance event. And I believe truly that there are folks that believe at 26.3 miles you die. Like, like that's... I... <laughs> I thought that. I really did. Well, that was the story of the original marathon, right? Right, right, right. Which I think we found out it was actually much longer than twenty six point two. But we won't, we won't right, get, right, right. Don't get the down details. to that. Um, so, Kara, so you, 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 you go on the internet, and you kind of you get caught in this world, this rabbit hole. Of I did. I started, I started Googling. <laughs> and then one of the things that came up was the American River because mm-hmm. I started looking at like good beginner. I don't know if it's beginner, but good beginner intermediate races for a new newer ultra runner. Yeah. And American River 50 kept coming up because it was half road, half trail. Yeah. So I said, OK, great. This is the one I'm signing up for. I sign up. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, you came to me before you signed up. That's true because I <laughs> I bought the books. When I buy the books, then it's done. I'm like, <laughs> I'm definitely doing this race. But I kept bothering Jen, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I doing this when she's a running coach? Shouldn't she be doing this with me? Right? It seemed logical. <laughs> it seems logical. I think I need new friends. She needs someone who needs new friends because I <laughs> I can't. I made a run in Ironman and well, I didn't do it. <laughs> I dropped out. <laughs> yeah. That'll be another story. That's another, for another day. <laughs> Jen needs new friends for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jen, at this yeah. point, Kara comes up to you and is like, Hey, do you want to do this 50 miler? Right. Al- already having to thrown an Ironman on you that she bailed on you. Oh, that for. was, no, that was after. That, that was, was after, after the that 50. was after yeah oh okay so okay so you hadn't been burned by no no no, no 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 not yet <laughs> no in fact uh, yeah so i thought in my head i had kind of thrown in the marathon towel already like in my head i was like ah you know i have kids now i hadn't run a marathon in years yeah and i was like in my head i was gonna get faster at five and ten k's mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was my plan yeah and then she wanted to run a 50 and I was like, huh, <laughs> that seems crazy. But she kept showing me these YouTube videos of these like older guys, like a lot older in there that had done yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, come on, if that guy can do this, we can do this. We could so do it. Like, no, problem. I think you're right. If that guy can do it, I think we can yeah. do it. And then, yeah, before I knew it, she sent me a text message that was like, Okay, I signed up. And I was like, oh, no, now I have to really decide. <laughs> yeah. And then I signed up the next day. So, Jen, you yep. pro- were you familiar with the ultra running world at this point? Or were you, again, like marathons as far as people go? There's no such thing um, beyond that. I was familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I never considered it being a part of it. But I had followed Dean Carnassus. I've read a few of his books. Um, I was... I was like on the outskirts of familiarity with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had honesty. It, it never even came up in my mind that I would do it. <laughs> I think I was just like, oh yeah, that's for people that are who are crazy. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you gals decide, okay, we're doing this. You pay your money. Yeah. Were you a little shocked at how cheap it was? Cause ultras tend to be rather cheap considering Oh, yeah. yeah. It's way cheaper than like a Disney marathon or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Way cheaper than an Iron Man, I find out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Iron Man. A half, by the way. It was a half. Yeah, We're going to get to that story. We're not going to let this interview <laughs> end before we get to that story. So you, you gals both sign up. And how, how early did you sign up in advance? Oh, it was a oh, while. Nine months before? Yes. Maybe I think we signed up in summer. Okay, yeah. and then it wasn't until spring. Okay, because mm-hmm. that ha- happens a lot where races now sell out so quickly that you have to sign up nine months in advance. That was part of her sale. That was she part was of my like, sale. I was closing the deal on this. She had to do yeah, it. Yeah, she was like, if you don't sign up, we're going to lose the spot. This thing's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. Yeah, you got to do it now. Kara, you're a pusher. You're a pusher, Kara. <laughs> I am. <laughs> she should be in sales, I'm telling you. Yes, she really should. Um, so, Jen, you're the running coach. Now, are you Kara's yeah. running coach? No, though she's come to my running group a couple of times, but okay. no, I'm not her coach. She's your friend, so she gets she bugs you for free training advice. Like, see, <laughs> you, now you're getting. What do you think about this? I, 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 I would pay you, but you know, you've got enough clients. So, so is it then you because you're the running coach? Are you the one that has to develop the plan of how you two are going to get in shape and train for this thing? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, actually, by the it is really loud. Do you hear that? All this noise? <laughs> is it garbage day? Yeah, it must be garbage day. <laughs> In Redondo. Um, so actually, by the time she had approached me, she was already reading um, like how to run your first ultra book. Yeah. So we both just kind of signed on to the book and decided that was how we were going to train. It was actually Christy Mayo's book. Okay, so you're reading that. Like he's got a training plan in there. Did you look uh-huh. at that training plan and go like, this looks impossible. How the hell are we going to make this happen? 
I think we didn't week realize one. until week one when I'm like, where are we running 10 miles <laughs> already? <laughs> I think what surprised me was that I thought I ran a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I looked at week one, I was at half the mileage I needed to be at the beginning of training. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> this is de- like, I was already running, what, I don't know, 20 we, miles a week, 25 we were, miles a week. We yeah. were both able to run a half easily. Right. That's the level yeah. we were at. Yeah, that's true. We could run a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was probably running 20 to 25 miles a week on a good week. Yeah. And her, I think our training plan had us at 33 miles on the first week. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness. Like I thought maybe I was like, I think, I don't know. I thought I was ready already to start, but no, I was not. No. So you see this monumental task ahead of you and you're a running coach. You've done some marathons. Did you think like, oh God, what did I get wrapped into here? Yes. I remember thinking, like, how will I fit this into my schedule, which mm-hmm. already felt like it was tight. Right. So is your life, because you, I mean, you're a mom, you've got other yeah. things to do. You both are. You both have other things to do. In ultra yeah. training, I've always kind of said, like, my wife runs a, a bit, and she runs, like, half marathon level training, which mm-hmm. I think is that anybody can fit half marathon training into their life. It's a pretty easy adjustment to make you can add those miles in and it doesn't affect your life too much i mean you gotta you maybe miss a couple of things but you can sneak that into your life and not see the difference but when you're training for an ultra you can't sneak that into your life that is a major yes that is is so true it is so how did you how'd you make those adjustments and what'd you have to give up I would run my errands. So I would, I would actually like run to an HOA meeting, put on my backpack, go to the hardware store, run, go to the grocery store, run. I would just run all day. Some days I would just run all day. I would come home vacuum. (laughs) And they're like, where are you going? All right. I got to go. I got to go run. You got a reputation, Kara, as the smelly gal at the PTA meeting. No, I was. I was. I was. Literally. That is People so were funny. like, oh, there she is again. And I was always running. I was just running. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, I when did when did does the documentary happen? Because I've I've run ultras and, and there's no camera people following me that I don't have to call the police on and, and file oh, a report. That's a good point. Yeah. Well that that story is actually interesting too, because we were at school one day talking about the race we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And a friend of ours, who I didn't even know at the time, like was a producer in yeah. the past. Like mm-hmm. I, she was just a friend of ours. She decided she wanted to film it. She's Which, like, you guys are going to run how far? Can I film you? She said, can I document? And I thought she meant like a slideshow, <laughs> like you see on YouTube, where they do a couple pictures, maybe a little video of Jen and I running totally. and going, oh yeah, that was great. Like, that was sure. really fun. And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> But that's not what happened. We were like, she would, she was legit serious about doing like a full blown documentary. Or like Jen and I might have ran like 20 miles that day and she'll call us and she'll say, yeah, I need to film you two training. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) She would try to join us on runs. Um, but then she would be like, oh, okay, you're 10 miles in. Can you hold the camera now and do this? (laughs) Yeah. No, but we did. We did did it. We were good. (laughs) You know, it it was sad actually after the race when cameras were not following us during running. We're like, where's everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the entourage? Entourage. (laughs) For a brief moment, did you look at each other and say, this must be what it's like to be a Kardashian? (laughs) You know, I felt like a Kardashian when we were at our first aid station during the race. Yeah. Let's get to the race in in, in a minute because I I want to kind of get get the get the blow by ah. blow here. But the sure. training the training progresses. And and were you were you gals close friends before doing this fifty? Like really close, or were you kind of casual acquaintances? We really close, but we were good friends. We were friends. Our kids yeah. were in the same class together. Yeah. Okay. So we more like saw each other at our kids' pickup and drop off at school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I would think that during this training process, because I've, you know, you run with somebody and this is the truth and you get these long miles in. I mean, you gals had to run, you know, 20, 30 miles together. 
that mm-hmm. it really is a great way to quickly cut through the bullshit of early relationships where you're like, oh, I kind of know this person. Like you get a deep understanding of the person very quickly because when you're spending that so much time together and you're sharing these miles and you're suffering together, a bond forms. And a lot of the pleasantries of a regular relationship, which may move at a you know a pace where you're three or four years in and then all of a sudden you're you feel like you have this this heart-to-heart connection. When you're right. when you're training for an ultra with somebody, that's like four months. Four months and your family. <laughs> Did you experience I would say that? that's totally true, except for that we didn't run together all at all. Yeah. Almost we did our 32 together. Yeah. So we did a couple long training runs together. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Kara was saying she ran everywhere she went. Yeah. I got up at 4.15 in the morning and I ran early. Mm-hmm. So uh, because I had to, my m- middle of my days were kind of booked already. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out there before the sun came up or on weekends. So our training didn't always fall like that. But okay. we did use each other for accountability. Okay. But I think you're right about running buddies. That's true. One thing we did learn when we did the the longer <laughs> run, like 32 miles, is that I found out she likes to talk during running and I <laughs> can be quiet and I'm a talker normally it's and true. she's not as talkative, but we were like, I was like, why doesn't she stop talking? <laughs> I'm running in a group. So that's what I do for yeah. a living, right? A I run, run with group. I run with people and I'm always checking in with them, seeing yeah. how they're feeling. She's like, tell me about your life. <laughs> <laughs> we literally started out the run and I was like, okay, start from the beginning and tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> each other that way (laughs) so okay i have to ask then kara what was the most interesting thing you learned about jen on your long run oh we both like the same music we're both into (laughs) r&b and we 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 discovered this together as we were getting closer what music are you listening to on your runs yeah and we actually ended up going to bruno mars together that's (laughs) true (laughs) really yeah, that's cool. A little Bruno Mars concert. So that was both on your running playlist. You're like, oh, I like Bruno Mars. I like Bruno Mars too. No, we like really liked him. <laughs> we like both knew all this the words to one of his sad. newer songs. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, if you live in California and you saw two ladies uh, r- running singing Twenty Four Karat Magic, uh, that that would have been Kara and Jen. Got to blame it on Jesus. Hashtag blessed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now let's, let's flip it around. Jen, what's the most interesting (laughs) thing you learned about Kara on your long run? Good question. Um, I think one thing I didn't realize about her before was how many different places she has lived. She's lived all over the world, kind of. All over the country. Really? Because you, you are originally from the Beast Coast, Kara, right? Yeah, okay. that's correct. And you were born and raised where? Um, Well, New Jersey and then also Washington State. Okay. And Yeah. So you're Jersey. But, and do you still have that Jersey in you? Because I, I can, I, oh, you can totally. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yes. Jen, when it gets rough, does the Jersey come out even more? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. It keeps us all real, I think. Yeah. Right? Just say it like it is. That's right. I do. <laughs> so you get your training done. You find a way to make it work into your life, and and the days keep getting closer and closer to that big day. And there you are, the week before the American River Fifty. This is your fifty miler. This is the answer. To the guy at the birthday party that's like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> good, Kara, but what's next? Um, this yeah. is the answer. The answer is coming. You're you're in full taper mode, dealing with the taper crazies, which are even worse in the <laughs> ultra world. How did the week leading up to the big day go for both of you? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I know we both got to a point where we were like, could we just go run this thing already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually one big thing that happened the week before the race is we're checking the, um, we're getting emails from the race director. We're checking weather turns out 
it is supposed to rain all week leading up to the race and really rain not not like not like your socal <laughs> rain like not misty rain like rain it, rain. Was, it was supposed oh. to downpour and we got a, an email i think a couple of days before the race that basically said the start line had to be moved because it's underwater mm-hmm. well that adds a diff- an interesting layer of challenge that's it. Oh, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, we were ready to go, and then we hear about the rain, which we were not that familiar with training in. Oh, not really? So you hadn't got a lot of muddy runs in? Not really. It doesn't rain that much down in Southern California. We had a couple. We, not, not we like can that. count on our hands how many times we ran in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On one hand. On one hand. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And even then, it was like a mist. Probably. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, this is the the unknown, right? Because the far was your farthest training run at this point was was it thirty three miles? Your farthest training run? Yeah, it was. Yep, that's seventeen miles of the unknown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you've got that, you've got all this mud, and then the day of the race. You're putting your bib on. You're outside your car. You see all these freakishly skinny men with big beards, and you go to yourself, "Wait a minute, short, it's, short. right? Short. Is this a is this a anorexic lumberjack convention or is this a trail race? <laughs> We're at the right place." And so you, you find out you are at the right place. You get that that bib on, and then it's that that nervousness at the start line. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a big city marathon where you've got 97 corrals, 407,000 right. people, people screaming at every corner, um, bon jo- a Bon Jovi tribute band playing at the three-mile <laughs> part. Right. It is, it's quite a different scene. The people are a little bit different. The culture's a little different. The culture's totally different. It was shocking when we picked up our bibs. Yeah. To see, I thought... Oh, there'd be thousands of bibs. I know. And it was just like, you're five bibs. <laughs> Wait, we fit, like the whole race fit under, under like tent. two tents. Yeah. Because it was pouring, so everyone was under tents, and yeah. we were shoved in, and there weren't that many. Mm-hmm. No, not compared to a marathon, no. You realize that you're a very small group of very strange people at that yep. point. Yep. <laughs> it was thick black pouring rain, and everyone had some sort of light on their head. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you did you have a light or were you like, damn it, that wasn't in the book? <laughs> no, no, no we had a light. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We were, oh, go ahead. No, we were we were ultra prepared Chrissy, for it. We were Chrissy prepared us well for those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Did you decide you're gonna run the race together or were you gonna do it separately and then just meet up at the finish line? No. We decided to do it together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got that advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Gun goes off. There you are. The, off into the unknown, the American River 50 miler. There you are. How, okay. let, run us through the race. Give us the blow by blow well, of this incredible day. The beginning of the race, we thought, like we told you, that it was supposed to be 25 miles of road. Yeah, I guess what they changed it. And it's like, <laughs> there was a lot. There was like 10, the first eight. It was mostly all trail, muddy, trail, stopping trails. And, the, and, the, these puddles and these you call them puddles but they lakes. were like small rivers <laughs> we went within the first quarter of a mile we had to cross what felt like a small river i mean it was pouring rushing water and there was no way around it you just had to go and i'm trying to tiptoe because i want to keep my feet dry <laughs> and this guy's like just run through it <laughs> like, I so i did and then we just see grown men like four miles slipping, in, like slipping down these hills falling. and i'm like i'm next i'm next jen be prepared yeah. it was scary it was crazy it was crazy but for a while it was single file there was nowhere to yeah. go it was pretty tight it mm-hmm. was pretty dark and it was pretty slick mm-hmm. and you had to just stay behind the person in front of you and that was for probably two miles yeah or so i don't know that's called the conga line you got stuck yeah. in the conga <laughs> line yeah it happens <laughs> But so yep. you, get, you get to your first aid station, which is how many miles in for, for aid for American River? 13? Was it 13? No, was it? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Well, you remember. had little snacks and stuff. Maybe we had little water, but the, the good one well, with the The one donuts. where we took our 
our shoes off for the first yeah. time. That one was wow. mile 13. That was, that was mile 13. Yeah. I okay. promise you that. Wow. Okay. So that was about mile 13, I guess. And they had donuts. It was awesome. They had I loved it. potato chips. It's awesome. <laughs> so how was that? Because in the road running world and the marathon world, it's goose and it's yeah. Gatorade. And maybe if there's a weirdo on the side of the road, he may have some food or like a frat house has an aid station and they have beer or yeah. something. <laughs> but yeah. so you roll into this ultra aid station and there, I mean, it looks, it looks like diabetes land. It looks like, it's, <laughs> yes. totally it looks like a gas station. <laughs> diabetes land. And I was like, why are we eating this garbage? To go all day? Jen, shut your mouth. I'm having a Coke. <laughs> no judging. No judging. I had a Red Bull. <laughs> it was amazing. It was crazy. It was awesome. I loved it. But yeah, the culture is completely different, which I like. I loved it. Like I did you too. fall in love with ultra running culture. I tell everyone for it's sure. Been, yeah, well, it was one of yeah. yeah. You have these people that are like, like 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 there to help you, right? Like, what do you need? How can I? Oh my! No one cares about me in a marathon. Here's your water if you get it. <laughs> it never occurred to me that the different aid stations were like run by different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is new to me. Otherwise, it's at the usually at a marathon, it's the race puts on the stations, but these were done by different people. So different ones had different food. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting to see what different people brought to their tent. Was that a surprise for both of you? Had you read it in the book that like, hey, just a warning, aid stations are not going to be stuffy people with their hands out in a bottle of, uh, or a cup of Gatorade. It's going to be really friendly people with brisket. <laughs> I, we, I don't remember when we learned that well, but we did train we would train and eat we would eat and run like there were times i would run and then go to five guys i'm like whatever <laughs> i'm in the middle of a run i'm gonna eat a hamburger it's part of training it was part of training to eat yes yeah that's for sure so i made it about my training me too that's so funny when you think about like d- going on a training run and and stopping at five guys yeah and then <laughs> and, continuing right, to run after right it's like right. <laughs> but like, but like, like serious road runners would be like, you, oh, you should never, ever no. stop during. Did you stop your watch when you were at Five Guys? Because yeah, you exactly that, that's, that's exactly <laughs> a road oh my God. <laughs> But but you're like, my God, how come everybody does an ultra run? You can eat like a like a teenager, and, <laughs> and you know, and, and nothing happens to you. It's that's awesome. right. So. 13 miles in, gals. You're 13 miles in. Are you feeling pretty good at this point still? Totally. Yeah. Totally. We made one major mistake at that point, though. Uh, It it had stopped raining, and we had to wait in a line for the bathroom. While we were waiting, we're like, let's just change our socks. My feet were soaking wet. We had been in mud all day so far, all morning. And we decided to change our socks while we were waiting. And we did, and we were like, that was the best thing ever. And then within another quarter of a mile, we were back in mud. (laughs) (laughs) And for the rest of the day, it was like the dumbest thing. But I don't, I disagree with Dumb. It felt so good for five minutes. Five minutes, we felt amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was just funny how it, it just didn't last. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. When did the, the proverbial shit hit the fan because it so often does in ultras now we have all hitting the wall in a road race but i mean there's walls and there's that yeah. fan when did it all go to pot was it when the husband's Before came it? oh yeah we started losing our mind when the husband's paced us a little bit on mile what was it we had from the on the back half of the race yeah. we were allowed to have pacers mm-hmm um, so mile 25 that our husbands each came in and paced with us. And we thought it was just fun. Like it we was, were just acting like we're on a double date. Like we yeah, weren't paying so attention to like running. We were just delirious and they're like, Hey guys, come on. Yeah. We were having fun. They were getting used to the fact that there was some legit puddles and mud out there, yeah. but yeah, we were just having fun and we didn't realize like, Oh, the clock was ticking and and we weren't really paying attention. So around mile 30, when our, um, the first our real pacer, our real came, pacer came, she was like, girls, if you don't hustle, you're going to DNF. And we yeah. were like, 
Oh no! We ran. We ran. Like we ran from whenever she told us 30, 31 miles all the way to 41 miles. We didn't stop. We just kept running. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. We got, yeah, we got our act together. Yeah. So, I don't know that we had a, a serious wall. We, yeah, we, we traded off, I guess. I, I was mile 45. And, oh, well, and Jen, late ones. Yes. And Jen kept saying, people, you know, I've read in the, about this race and people <laughs> quit the last mile. And, and, and she's like, I don't know why they would do that. And I'm like, I'm starting to figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> people kept talking about it like, well, you're going up some hills, but the last couple miles are going to be like that. And I was yeah. like, why do you keep doing that with your arm? <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> your arm is going up like this 70 degree angle please stop doing that and it was true yeah it was true so you you're at the so the last mile you're thinking to yourself yeah i could totally quit right now i i know i'm like like 15 minutes from the finish line but i can totally see why people call it quits i think i just wanted to take my time i didn't want people telling me you need to keep going faster and i was like leave me alone and i couldn't right. breathe i was having an asthma attack which i've never had in my life Still to this found day, found out later. Yeah, still to this day, when I think about it, my throat hurts like yeah. in my wow. chest. Oh, it was scary. I shouldn't laugh, but it was. <laughs> it went on forever. This traumatic asthma attack. I was like, stop it! Like I wanted to tell myself stop it because physically, other than that, I felt fine. So you don't know. Yeah. All right, that finish line. Maybe you hear some music playing. Maybe oh. you know, off in the distance, you see that arch. And you see that mm-hmm. clock, your GPS watch is long since dead. And you. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Because the Garmin 4Runner has got a four hour battery life on it. And yep. you're like, crap, well, this is the wrong watch for this, for this event. Um, so finish line is in sight. Take us mm-hmm. through that, those last moments of the goal that started at the birthday party. You get roped <laughs> into this, Jen. <laughs> you, but you experience this journey together. How was how are those last couple moments when you cross the finish line? Well, it was pretty steep coming up to the end, so we could not see a finish line at all. There was no clock in sight, um, but we could hear the crowd mm-hmm. and we could hear the announcer. We could hear our kids. People we knew started running down the hill toward us, <laughs> stupid, and <laughs> and then ran us back in. It was amazing. I could cry just thinking yeah, about no, it. It, it gets <laughs> extremely emotional. And in the movie, you'll, yeah, you'll see me get really emotional yeah. towards the end. I mean, all I'm doing is crying at the end. But there was one part <laughs> where we crossed, like, you know, one of those timelines. And I was just stunned. And I just stood there. And Jen goes, no, no. I, we don't have this on camera, though. Oh, that's so funny. And, and Jen says, no, no, no. You have to cross all the way to the end. And I'm like, but why? I, I'm here. I'm here. We got to go get our medals. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Tell them to bring it here. So I, I ran with her and that was really cute. That was cute. It was really emotional though. Yeah. You get that. And then your, your, your kids are there, right? So you so uh-huh. your kids get to see mom do something yeah. that most people do not think is humanly possible. When they're mm-hmm. sitting at school and they're in the lunchroom and they're they're having their Mott's applesauce packet and they're talking <laughs> to Timmy, uh, you know, and, and, and they say to their friends like, hey, my mom is going to run 50 miles. Kids a lot of times are full of crap, right? Like, like <laughs> you, you know... Like, like, like lunchrooms are full of lies. Like my dad could beat up your dad. My dad knows the president, that sort of thing. And so <laughs> your kids are talking about my, my mom is going to run 50 miles. Oh, sure. Your mom's going to run 50 miles, but they're, but they're serious and, and they're, you know, they were too. Yeah. They were telling people, everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm sure so many people like would come home and say, Hey, did you hear, uh, Kara and Jen's kids or so-and-so's mom, Kara and Jen, <laughs> they're going to run 50 miles. Oh God, those kids are so full of crap. No, they're not going to run 50 miles. That's too far. They're going to run a 5k. They got, they got the zeros mixed up, but having them there and, and seeing you accomplish something that so many people think is impossible, not people that are in the ultra running world. We've, we've been there, we've done it. You've been there, you've done it. But that had to be pretty cool as well. Yeah, 
That was cool. It was so emotional. <laughs> and they so- were at a few of the aid stations. Like they had, there were crew stops. And so they mm-hmm. were at a few of them. And so I think to see us progress through the thing and then, and then make it was pretty cool. That yeah. was neat. They were proud of us. They had made signs for us and everything. It was neat. They were in shock. They were. They're like, oh and, but now everything's compared to that 50 mile race. Like I have to up it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh mom, you ran 10 miles. That's so lame. you ran 50. Don't forget it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the other day, I forget what they said to me, but I was like, Oh no, I could never do that. And they're like, mom, you ran 50 yeah. miles. They hold it against me now. Yeah. It's like they use it against us. That's for sure. <laughs> that that's is for true. sure. That's okay. True. So fair warning to parents of young kids. <laughs> uh, don't let them know you've run an ultra marathon because then they will call you out when you try to make excuses. It's true, hundred <laughs> percent, all the time. Like you're too tired to climb up those stairs, Mom. You ran fifty miles. <laughs> <laughs> the when they want you to carry the boogie board to the beach, yeah. And now, yeah, well, you ran 50 miles. You could carry the boogie board to the beach. (laughs) You can never be tired again. You can never have those days when you're like, I just want to read a book, take a bath. Uh, Mom, you already ran ran 50 miles. This is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just be warned. Keep keep secrets from your kids only when it comes to running an ultra marathon because you don't want them to think you can do do everything, which is... is, All right. One thing I know about crossing a finish line of an ultra marathon, there was a time, Kara, and there's a time, Jen, where you said, I will never do this stupid thing again. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I am one and done. Then usually about seven days, five to seven days after you say, you make these proclamations like, I will never do that again. You start going like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. And, <laughs> and the, the food was good. I had Coke. I there had were a, chips. Yeah, there's <laughs> chips there. And that was all included. I didn't have to pay extra for that. Um, well, we remember it as a pain-free day. It's our favorite memory. It was like the best day ever. Yes. You know, day ever. Right. You didn't, you, there wasn't any, any knee issues. There was no pain. It was a beautiful, glorious day. And then you go on Google and or ultra sign up and you're like, <laughs> hmm, boy, that one looks good. Did you do that or were you like, I'm one and done. You people are weird. Um, the first race I raced was like two months after I did the mammoth half marathon, which is a high elevation. Yeah. It's high elevation. As you start off, you go down, but it was interesting. I wanted to kind of test out my lung issue. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was more freaked out about. Um, yeah, no, I continue to run races, but I think it's not until this year that I keep saying to Jen, we should do a hundred. Yeah. And because we're quarantined, I came up with a brilliant idea that we run through Redondo. Yeah. Like all the streets in Redondo. Yeah. But actually it was a little bit later that I tried to do the next challenge. I tried to say, well, what if we tried a triathlon? Uh, right. Yeah, that, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> And it turns out that this challenge thing only goes one way. <laughs> I'm Jersey. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> That's crazy. But we both we were like, okay, let's do it. Let's we're gonna try a triathlon. Mm-hmm. I said Ironman, which whew, I am so glad that we didn't do that. Strictly because- for the pocketbook and for the amount of time training as well. Yeah, and Oh, you know what it was? Wasn't it something like I had a dream or yeah, something? She really wanted up. to do a full Ironman. We caught her down to a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. I bailed because I realized I can't swim. That would suck. <laughs> um, and my and my swimming instructor, like I was trying. I, I could bike and I could run. I could control those things. But my swimming instructor's like, you swim like a 10-year-old. What's your problem? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't get it together. So I was like, Jen, I, I don't think I could do this. I, I don't know. So so I had already like told everybody that I was doing it. Yeah. And I you know, was signed up, had the bike had the wetsuit and everything. So I was like, I guess I'm going to do it. I have to do it on my own now. So yeah, I trained and, and did that. Now that one, I think I might stick with, I'm one and done. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ultra, I meant, like, I loved that. The I Ultra experience it. was just so much fun. Yeah, she said she yeah. felt lonely. Well, maybe because I wasn't there. Triathlon is a lonely sport. Yeah. There is no camaraderie. Not really. I mean. There's less jibber jabber. Like, like, you can meet up with somebody at a trail run at an Ultra, and you can strike yeah. up a good conversation with that person for, you know, five, ten miles. And then yep. you, you friend them on Facebook, and next thing you know, you're best friends. Yeah. That's right. We did that with two runners. Chuck Wilson. Don't forget him. <laughs> 72 years old. That guy was amazing. That was amazing. He like runs ultras every he weekend. He had run it, what, 19 times yeah. or something? Anyway. And then the other one was Bernadette. Bernadette. And She's awesome. So yeah, we, amazing. we see her on Instagram. But but yeah, in in the triathlon world, you get out of the water and you, you're on to the bike. On the bike, you're barely talking to anybody. Mm. You're moving there's not a lot of chit chat. Now in the run at the end, I talked to a couple of people by then you're pretty much dying. <laughs> I could speak for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just, it didn't feel like a run. It didn't feel like your regular trail or ultra run. What did you learn about yourselves during this process of training and then running the race? And we'll start with you, Kara. What did you, what did you learn about yourself during all this? that I could start something so hard and finish it and see it to the end. And I think it was such an amazing accomplishment and, and having, and also the other thing that I love that I got from my race was building um, a running community as we were in training and just gathering people and becoming family. Jen, um, Jen what about you? What did you learn about yourself during this? I learned that I could do tough things. Like when things get hard, you don't have to give up. You just keep taking the next step and you get back to a better place. And mm -hmm. yeah, I learned that I could do things that were hard. Mm -hmm. Now we know your kids use that as an excuse when you don't want to do something. Do you find <laughs> yourself saying like, well, I mean, I ran 50 miles. I can do this. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the hundred mile thing, is that going to happen or is that still, is that I'm still, still, being... still, it's still in, um, where, where we haven't closed any contracts, uh, <laughs> trying to sell it, trying to close the deal. She's still thinking. I know. I 100. think it's not so hilly here. Well, and what I keep telling myself, it's not the race. I think I need to do like figure out mm -hmm. it's the training. Yeah. So you know, you think, oh, how am I going to run a hundred miles? But it, now I'm more thinking, how am I going to train for a hundred miles? Because I think we've learned that we can do it. Mm -hmm. We can set our mind to something and we can finish it. But a matter of finding that kind of time and, oh man, I think, <laughs> that was hard. I think that was the nicest part about when the race was over. We had our time back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We can do so much stuff. And uh-huh. Yeah. You do that get your great. life back. You're like, man, what? What did, I have all this time now. I can start a yeah. new hobby and spend time with the kids. That, this is great. I'm having yeah. a tricky part convincing her to get back on board. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I carved out enough time to do that. How do I carve out double? Do I really have to okay. carve out double? <laughs> you don't. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you on this, Kara. I'm going to help you get Jen on board. Okay. Oh. You can run 100 miles on 50-mile training. Because everything after, you know, 26.2 miles is mm -hmm. nutrition and mental. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay. if you get your nutrition game down and sure. fi find out what works for you and keep being able to fuel the machine, yeah. you can go 50. I know it's like double. Like, I don't, I can't do double of that. It's a mental thing, right? And if you break it up into aid station to aid station... All the, your brain, it, it's like a trick you play on your brain, right? Like, well, I'm not running 100 miles. I'm running five miles to the next aid station. And then you yeah. get there, and then there's people massaging you and handing you a Coke and stuff. And you're like, okay, I got to run five miles again to get to the next aid station. So you could run the 100 miles on your 50-mile training part two. That is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting it up on me. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Okay. Did you need to change your mental game? I like the, the aid station to aid station. And I think that's how we did this. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, like I tell people with the marathon, they say, you get done with the marathon. How am I going to run, you know, 24 more miles? And you say, well, you don't run a marathon and then run 24 more miles. You plan to do 50. So it's different. You go in and you get everything in that shot. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I'm like making my own point for me right now, but my point is, I guess, what, what mentally do you have to do differently to prepare, I guess, for that, that much more distance? You just have to, it is, it's, you break it up, you break up into smaller races and smaller, smaller events. Like, like, like all I, like for me, all I do is like, okay, all I really have to do is just run until I get to my pacers and then they can handle everything after that. And then when (laughs) I get Right. And then I get to a pacer and I go, okay, I'm going to run 15 miles with this guy. All I got to do is get to the next one. And you just break it up into smaller races and never like look at, oh shit, three miles in. I got 97 miles to go. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't Can't do do that. that. Uh, But you could, yeah, just break it up. It's a 24 hour thing. I mean, you're through the night. That's another ball game. Let me tell you what was beautiful about running through the night is that sunrise is the most beautiful sunrise you have ever Aww. seen. It's quiet. Night running is so much fun because it's peaceful. And you've got, all it is is just the headlamp illuminating what's ahead of you, right? And then you've got your footsteps and you've got just your breath and everything around you is quiet. And you may hear, you know, the sounds of nocturnal animals and insects and things, but it's it's a peace. And so you make it through this peaceful night and all of a sudden the sun is up, right? You've made it through that night. And that's even breaks up the race too. You're like, okay, I'm just going to get to the night, get to the night. You get to the night and like, I'm going to get to sunrise. I'm going to get to sunrise. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to get to the finish. And the, the lows are lower, not going to lie to you, but the highs are so much higher. And there is believe in the beauty of the rebound and the comeback where you experience, and you probably experienced this during your 50 where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to do 13 more of these miles. And then something happens and you're like, oh, yeah, you're back running again at a stride that you thought was nearly impossible two miles ago. So uh, let, let's wait until the road to 50 miles comes out and, yeah. and, and let's, you know, let's, let's let people. Your description of night running is, I think it was kind of sealing the deal here for Jen. I think you're very poetic. Uh, you're the way very you speak good. about running. <laughs> she, she, she was ready. I don't know. I think we might've had a deal here. That is funny. Yeah. When you're done with this interview, you're going to go ultra sign up and, and check out, <laughs> check out other milers. Um, the documentary, the road to 50 miles, the, uh, the trailer is on YouTube and I'm going to link it in the description of this so people can, can watch the trailer. Um, when do you guys think the, the movie's going to be released? We were told to say soon, <laughs> Soon, <laughs> but it, it, it's being worked on I think on it right will now. be, I do think it will be more specifically like this summer. Okay. Very cool. So yeah. coming soon, have you been yeah. watching rough cuts of it and giving feedback? Yeah. Yes, yeah. for like a year. Yeah. We're kind of sick of looking at ourselves. <laughs> at ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so have you heard your own voice so much that you're not shocked by the sound of your own voice anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little, but who I really feel bad for is Brandy, our producer and director. She basically had to watch our butts and listen to our voices <laughs> over and over and Stupid over again conversations or what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Any little Poor thought that was in her head and we're like, Hey, <laughs> um, but she fell in love with ultra running too. She's not an ultra runner, nor does she run, but she was kind of like wrapped up into the story of the ultra running community. And yeah, it is. It's a very warm community. It is. Is it surreal? to to watch I me mean, the trailers on youtube now and to you've seen the rough cuts and you help with the edits is it surreal to kind of sit back and go i mean we're kara and jen I, there, there's a movie that this is us on the screen i could say i love i love watching the film but it's us whatever it's a great what I, but the ending gets me every time every i don't think time. every time even when they're like i'm like i've seen this 70 times it's got to be a, I still, it gets me. Yeah. I, in some ways I feel like, oh, wow. I think it'll feel more like that if it's released. Cause right now only like close people we know have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Once it's released to people who've heard about it, I think will be different. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. 
we go on there. If we watch the movie, we can see our kids. Mm-hmm. No, that's kind of cool to see like their growth and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Do you hope someone watches it kind of, cause you know, YouTube can be a rabbit hole and they see the trailer. Someone, someone's probably looking for something completely different and they see the trailer to the movie and then they watch the movie. Do you hope that maybe someone that thought like that's not at all possible to ever well, that, run farther than that could see you I gals think, and go like, I could do this. Absolutely. Totally. I think that's why I agreed with Brandy to actually do this because what I found when I was doing my research was I was just watching elite ultra runners over and over and over again. And that's great. It was fascinating. I love what they do is so amazing, but I, I, I kept leaning towards the people that convinced me to run it mm-hmm. were YouTube people, just regular runners that were just showing their cute little film of whatever their little races. And I was like, you watch them struggle a bit and they're like, Oh, I don't think I could do it. And they do it. And I'm like, I could do this. Yeah. So I think seeing more of an average runner Mm -hmm. go into this world and saying, you can do this, you can do this as long as you put in the training and the time. There really is kind of a, there's a lot of running movies that are based on some of the finest athletes on the planet. And yeah, they're great to watch. I mean, God, you watch Killian Jornet run up a mountain. You're like, Holy God, that's, he makes it look easy. But for a middle of the packer, that's to see that, you know, that that middle of the pack is where the bulk of the, of the runners are there's very very small percentage of people that are competing to win the thing and how yeah. funny is it that winning isn't even an objective at an no, ultra for most of the people like no. <laughs> unless there's a sinkhole that opens up and swallows the front half of the competition i got no shot of winning that thing which is kind of yeah. kind of freeing in a way but yeah so i think it's it's kind of cool to see a middle of the pack story yeah yeah Totally. And I, we hope that it inspires people to enter the ultra world, even if, you know, enter 50 K, see if you can do it, go from there. Did you find out? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be too crazy. Did you find (laughs) out about 50 K's after the fact and gone, well, crap, we could have saved ourselves 19 miles. I I think, I think I was, I just kept doing research and people just kept saying 50 miles. Well, it depended. (laughs) It's funny because in our book, 50 K was a training run. It was. Yeah. And we considered signing up for a race for that. And I'm glad we did not. Um, we did our own race, mm-hmm. but, but then it's funny because the, the deeper you get into the ultra world online, you, I'm sure you either feel this way or talk to people who do. There's all these opinions out there. Some people think 50 K is not ultra. Some people think 50 miles is not ultra. It's amazing how different the opinions are out mm-hmm. there. And so I thought we started with a good race. Um, I'm glad we did what we did, but yeah, it's funny how it's like the, the more intense you get, yeah. the more intense you have to be in order to, to compete with this group of people or something. There's a legendary uh, post on let's run.com from a guy named tempo Tom, who said something to the effect of 50 K's aren't, aren't, aren't real ultras. They're just uh, for hobby joggers that want to walk. To, to to seem like they're cool or something, and I I I I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing that Tempo Tom is single. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think with the 50k too, it's just a little bit more than the marathon. You can. I didn't feel like we walked much with the 50k. No, you ran the whole time and fast. And, yeah, and you can keep up a speed. It's. The 50 mile that brings you into this other world where <laughs> you're going to be slowed down a bit. <laughs> right, right. This is, this is miserable. It's never going to end. And then the next yep. thing you know, it's over. And then the week after you're like, did I hurt it all? I mean, that was just the greatest day of my life. <laughs> so true. You so true. Forget about the pain. Only Andy had footage of me trying to walk the day after. I think that would have been really fun. Or my husband trying to shower me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's when you're really in love with someone that you're willing to take off their sports bra after running 150 miles or 100 miles. And it's like nursing home love. Like, I was like, I can't move. I made him wash my feet. I couldn't reach down there. I was like, you got to get to places, but we got it done. <laughs> See, this is what got me going the whole time. Kara is hilarious. She's so funny. But, yeah. It was, it was nursing home love for sure. Like, (laughs) 
that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You talk about your your husband's you got to bathe you. You know, he's got to yeah. wash your feet, and uh, you know, he's got to take off your sports bra, and there all of that. There's nothing sexy about it at all. No. This is utility. <laughs> this is I I need you to do this for me because I can't do it for myself. Right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but see, he didn't know what he signed up for. He's just thought. Well, I'm not going to be running. Who cares what I do, right? But like, he's part of the package deal. You got to be bathing this elderly woman now in the shower because <laughs> yep. I can't move. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I did also didn't realize was that this race is from point to point. So, yeah. um, we had to drive 50 miles back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting there while your bones are like cramping so when by the time you get to the hotel who who's who's walking you in <laughs> i mean i look like i was 92 when i got out of that <laughs> i think i think that they put me on the um the luggage roller so i can get <laughs> <Do it>. <laughs> so bad now oh, pro, pro for beer that night oh i could oh that's right i did you gotta have your beer after you finish that's true that's true i I, what i like to do now especially after long training runs is i have a cooler of white claw and i'll just i'll rock a rock a claw after after a long one talking about white claw on one of your podcasts it cracked me up oh you guys you gals listened I have listened to a few of them. All right, so thank you. I really, I really appreciate it. What's your favorite flavor? I'm really digging the black cherry. Oh, (laughs) black cherry is the best flavor. It is. It is the worst flavor. Is um is ruby grapefruit? No, lime's not bad. Ruby grapefruits. That's crap. It's it's absolutely. It's, it's garbage and like you get the variety pack and those are the ones that are stuck in the back of the fridge you're like oh, oh. going for a claw damn it it's only ruby grapefruit <laughs> gonna just let those sit there but a, a, a pro tip for next time gals um if you do do a race uh, and if you do have a hotel make sure that you're on the first floor or they have an elevator because stairs <laughs> at a cheap hotel are not fun <laughs> getting out of that car after 50 miles. Well, I can't even tell you what I did the next day after the race. I went glamping and we stayed in a teepee, which was so stupid. I don't even know what it was. She stayed at the luxury hotel, which I did. was smart. But my husband's I like, no, I want to go camping. And I go, I don't think I can do camping, but I could do glamping, I guess, which was meant sleeping on a cot. But I had to walk up a hill to go to the bathroom every time. And this one man's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I said, I ran 50 miles yesterday. That's when it started. I would tell everyone the next day, I ran 50 miles yesterday. So... Yep. <laughs> there's there's all these campers at the at the TP camping spot that are like, did you see that crazy woman with the limp? She kept talking about. <laughs> she, she keeps telling people she ran fifty miles. She barely walk. <laughs> I remember the guy's face. It was my first time seeing someone's face after saying I completed the race that oh. it wasn't there, and he was like, so "We funny. in one day," and I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> 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 now did you have this experience either one of you where you know, you're feeling pretty good about yourself right you go back to work or you get together with some friends you haven't seen in a while and you're like hey i don't know if you're aware of this or not but i ran 50 miles at <laughs> once and you're thinking that their response is going to be like oh what oh my god that's that's amazing. And you get that sometimes. But have you gotten this response yet? Yeah. Yeah. I ran 50 miles all at once. And someone goes, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. My mother. Or people, I've thought, I thought this too, where people go without stopping. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch, you just ruined that for me. No, not without stopping. Yeah. <laughs> that, you lie. Because you didn't stop, you were fueling. And you didn't walk, you were power hiking. That's that's the little lies we tell ourselves. Lingo, it's the lingo. <laughs> we would get that all the time. Why are you doing yeah. that? Why and then you would get the people that are, um, so I'm friends with, runners that have broken records and stuff. Yes. And they'd be like, oh, we don't, we don't do that. 
we don't we don't do that distance and i'm like oh is it bad <laughs> What's they just want to break records they want to break records that's fine you're fast runners good for you have fun <laughs> with that you're like yeah, yeah. You guess what? Guess what record you didn't break? A fifty mile record. Guess who? Guess That's who beat right. you with a fifty miler? I did. Still good. <laughs> <laughs> the documentary is called "Road to Fifty Miles." Look for it this summer. Kara Wilson, Jen McMahon, thank you so much you. for joining thank us on you. the Adventure Jogger. We are one hundred percent listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 